Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Greece and Rome, and they invite you to celebrate with them. Welcome to Voice of Olympus. Greetings and welcome to Voice of Olympus. I'm Hercules Invictus. And tonight's program is dedicated to the goddess Athena. Lady Athena, giver of wise counsel, master of applied creativity and strategic thinking, healer, patron of heroes and their mentors, defender of enlightened and selfless leadership, luminary of the lunar path, may we be granted the insights needed to triumph in our challenges and discover unique and effective solutions to our problems. Our hearts go out to all who are being affected by this uh, pandemic, and uh, all of us have had to make uh, changes in our daily routines, and uh, um, we're all going to be living different lives uh, once uh, this is over. So uh, today we're going to focus on the mythic imagination uh, and how we can use mythology uh, to enhance our lives while we're sitting at home glued to screens. And uh, with that, we'll start with Ron Carson's Coliseum. Greetings, Ron. How are you? Good evening, Hercules. How are you today? Well, what a great introduction that was. Uh, first of all, well, thank uh, you. hello. You're welcome. Hello to Cousin Athena, first of all. <laughs> She's downstairs uh, working on uh, Facebook, and uh, uh, I'm up here with my puppy, uh, Sophia, and uh, we're doing the show with you. Um, yes, tell me. The, the vocal dog. 
the very vocal bog and there's a lot to say. Um, tell me, how how is everything uh, up by you now in Massachusetts with uh, the coronavirus? Here, um, Bergen County is the epicenter in New Jersey. We're right next to New York, which is the epicenter for the country. So uh, yeah. um, everything's on lockdown here. Well, pretty much is the same thing up here in uh, the Bay State. I mean, uh, <clears throat> for, for starters, I am an essential employee, so uh, I am allowed to uh, head out every day and go to work, which is my uh, godsend because um, I'm also filling in on the uh, morning program this week because I want to congratulate my uh, program director, Jesse Stewart, and his wife, uh, Amber, who are the proud parents of the baby girl. Little Hannah came into the on Thursday. Thank you. And uh, he's taking some time off to get acquainted with the uh, new youngster. But what a time for her to come in here into this uh, life. And the uh, problem being that, uh, you know, it's not the same as it used to be because you don't see a vibrancy anymore, especially in places that you usually go out with, like restaurants and uh you know, to see the local bowling alley shut down, which is a very, very big staple in this city over here. The Cove Lane's right up the block from us where I work. And um, eventually, um, it's supermarkets are uh, a completely different uh, animal right now because of the fact that you go out and you just go in there, you mind your business, you do your what you got to do to pick up your uh, essentials, and then you split and. It's like people just don't talk anymore, and that's the uh, thing I don't, um, you know, I don't like about this uh, so-called, you know, virus situation because of the fact that, uh, you know, the the bottom line is that people now are just, uh, you know, staying at home. People are not doing anything of a normal nature, and uh, the thing about me is that at least I can go into work, I can just forget about what's going on while I'm in the studio, and I not only inform my audience, but I entertain them in the best possible way, and uh, I get a lot of satisfaction out of that, and uh, people depend on me, and they see me as a uh, pillar of information right now, and mm-hmm. I'm basically very grateful that at least I can get up and uh, go to work, and I don't have to stay in the house 24-7, because that would totally drive me crazy. It's uh, an adjustment. I get very antsy, usually if I'm uh, in the house for longer than a day. I'm um, very, very antsy. Uh, So uh, uh, we only go out to get uh, food and other essentials. So we're running low. I know you were big on taking walks, I remember. I mean, uh, that's my suggestion to you, because why don't you go out and, you know, Take about a half an hour for yourself and, uh, you know, walk around Tenafly and commune with your thoughts. I mean, I remember you did that, quite a bit of that when we were growing up. Well, I, I still walk a lot, but uh, I've been using the time to do uh, bodybuilding and also oh. uh, to reflect on uh, what changes I can make in my life. Because uh, uh, most of the work that I do is uh, uh, teaching uh, everything from kids to adults. Um, and uh, with this pandemic, uh, that yeah. was the first uh, thing to go. So I need to rethink my entire uh, uh, plan uh, for the future. And uh, this has been teaching me that there are options online uh, that might be more effective than our driving around all over the place uh, 
and my talking or running a class. So um, it's uh, pushed me past my comfort zone uh, to examine and explore new opportunities. So uh, in that way, it's been uh, good. Um, so how are the roads? Are the roads uh, clear? The roads are snowy up here. I mean, we actually got oh, okay. snow. And uh, fortunately, I managed to get in here uh, before the storm actually hit, and I beat it out because uh, I worked a double shift, like I told you earlier. And uh, like I said, <clears throat> we're uh, pretty much you know, trying to uh, make the most out of this situation. And uh, I had to make a lot of adjustments on my program because I can't have live uh, people in the studio. I mean, I had to pass on my guest DJ, uh, Lisa Z, who comes in once a month to uh, co-host with me. She couldn't come in. Uh, a couple of guests who uh, I have on talk shows on my Saturday morning chat, they uh, were pretty much um, also not allowed to come into the building. I have to do everything by telephone right now until this whole situation is remedied. But like I said, uh, but what upsets me more is that every Tuesday uh, I would go across the street to our local brewery and uh, we would have trivia. My boss usually hosts that and uh, we're not able to do uh, the contest anymore because of the fact that it's in the bar and it pretty much is uh, not exactly the... uh, right environment, you know, for social distancing. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, you go to the uh, gas station to get uh, to fuel up and maybe get a cup of coffee. And thank God some of these places that, you know, are essential businesses, you can still get in there and do what you have to do. But um, it's like you said, it's going to be a completely different ballgame once we're out of this situation. And uh, this affects me on a personal note, uh, because as you know, my mother is at a nursing home in Westwood. And I'm lucky I came over two weeks ago to visit her, because the week after they they quarantined the the nursing home. And now visitors can't even come over. I can't go. Your mother can't go. my, our uncle can't go. It's like now we're pretty much isolated from my mother, who uh, is in pretty much need of company, and that's what pretty, pretty much keeps her uh, going. And I don't know how she's handling it right now, and because she doesn't answer the phone when uh, she's in her room, because with her situation, she thinks the telephone is out of commission. So, um, you know, I have to contact your mom tomorrow and uh, get a progress report. Call the hot, call care one and see what's going on, as they can give me a report. But uh, as of now, I can't even go visit my mother. That's why I won't be coming down to Jersey for wh- quite a while until this whole situation remedies itself. I know these are uh, challenging uh, times and extreme times, and uh, um, hopefully uh, everything will unfold in such a way that the pandemic is uh, contained because. Uh, uh, the, the effects of it are, are very dangerous, and uh, um, this is like nothing I've ever experienced in my entire life. In fact, most people have never experienced anything like this before. So, I don't think we uh, ever did when we were growing up, if you ask the truth. I mean, yeah. uh, we never had a situation where we had to forcibly isolate ourselves in our own homes. I mean, <clears throat> that uh, to me is like boggles my mind in more ways than one. And uh, But... Like I said, I'm glad that I'm serving a role where I work at the radio station where I can have people seek 
solace and a little bit of uh, deviation from uh, my radio show, and I also have to dispense the information regarding what's happening and what's not in our backyard as I encompass three different states when I'm broadcasting, like I told you. But, um, you know, it's pretty much uh, no more socializing until this whole uh, situation passes. I can't even go and have dinner with my uh, friends at a restaurant. I can't go see some of my musical friends performing. Already three concerts that I was going to go to to see some of the local musicians perform here have been called off because of this. And it's very difficult to uh, make this period of adjustment. I mean, uh, before I even uh, came on the air, I mean, my dinner comprised of a bowl of cereal. That's all I had because uh, I'm really not in a, uh, you know, mood to pretty much cook myself an extravagant meal in the in a situation like this. By the way, when you see me next time, I've lost a little bit more weight, too, because of this. Oh, congratulations. That is an awesome thing. Um, mm-hmm. Now, here in in uh, Bergen County, and uh, I'm sure yeah. in New York uh, and in other places as well, um, a lot of uh, um, companies, including restaurants and even a video game company, I got an email, that they're yeah. doing... Uh, uh, Pick up and delivery in our local yes, health food. Thank God, yes, that. thank God the uh, restaurants in this area are opting to go that avenue, thank goodness. But the takeout and delivery is not uh, enough to, you know, replenish the business that they're losing from dining customers over here. That's right. the only problem. But, but yes, we are having uh, quite a few restaurants that have not totally shut down. If you call them ahead of time and place an order, they will uh, have food ready for you, thank goodness. So uh, that uh, implementation is still going on, especially here in uh, our backyard in Berkshire County. So that's the uh, good news about this particular uh, situation, that if you want to eat out, you just have to, you know, phone it in and then just take it home with you. But otherwise, you can't go dine in and socialize. And I normally like that when I go to a restaurant. I like the environment where I can just sit in a booth and sit down with my company and uh, talk and eat freely over here, but now that's not the case. I mean, that's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that's just the point where you have to uh, make another adjustment in life. And uh, the bottom line is that um, we just hope to God that this pandemic uh, comes to a close because it has really affected a lot of lives. And uh, it's pretty scary, too, because, you know, the unfortunate thing is that uh, you're seeing so many people losing their jobs, even though it's on a temporary basis. You don't know how temporary it's going to be. Right. It's, uh, there's lots of uh, big uh, question marks. Uh, a lot of people aren't used to being uh, by themselves either, and that's a very big uh, problem. Um, no, I don't do well by myself. You know that already. I love being with people. I mean, it's a different story when I'm at the radio station and I'm by myself because of the fact that I'm at least active and I'm busy and I'm doing a radio program and I'm not only entertaining but informing. I mean, I have the telephone as my lifeline for people to check in with me when they need to to talk to me. And that's the beauty of it all, that I'm here to help my listeners adapt to this mess. I'm here to pretty much, you know, guide them through this uh, pandemic and 
pretty much serve as a uh, beacon of hope that uh, we're able to uh, stay open and you can also uh, turn on the radio and you'll find out every hour what's available to you and what is not but most importantly to uh, listen to the music and also uh, we're still doing our contests unfortunately now they can't come over and pick up their prize we have to mail it to them if they win right. so uh, the bottom line is that uh, we're uh, pretty much also making different adjustments I mean we when somebody walks into the lobby of the radio station I hate to kick them out because the uh, company stresses that we can't have people in the building anymore until this virus situation comes to a halt. I mean, uh, we don't know who's going to walk in. We don't know. I know I've been constantly hand-washing, I mean, because of the equipment that I handle every day. I mean, I don't even know how many times I'm at the sink pretty much uh, soaking my hands in hot water and lathering up and uh, using, like, paper towels up the wazoo, you know, so... And it's hard to believe I wanted to, I wanted to go get sanitizer to have near my desk, and they're fresh out of it. I know it's hard to get sanitizer, and people are hoarding it. People are going buying uh, it up and then trying to sell it. Uh, See, that is the wrong money. thing to do here, to capitalize yeah. on situations, to uh, profit from other people's misery. That I totally am dead against. I totally do not like the idea that uh, when you got to go into the uh, store – to get essentials and people want hand sanitizer for their own peace of mind. You know, I went to the dollar store. They should have like the tons of it. Now you get fresh out. It's completely uh, done. And I just use plain soap and water. I, I noticed I, I wash my hands constantly. I mean, I know I never did this. I mean, this is very Tony Randall-ish if you ask me, but uh-huh. it's for my own good. I mean, God love him. I mean, I wonder what he would have thought about this situation if he were still with us, you know? Yeah. Being that he was yeah. Felix Unger on The Odd Couple for all these I, I years. I remember. Yeah. He was also Us. Cornelius on Planet of the Apes. Uh, oh, yes. Roddy McDowell. That's um, right. Now. Yes. Now, it's a good thing that we have social media and we have, uh, like, Block Talk Radio. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of uh, forums I'm discovering online where people can stay yeah. in uh, contact and uh, connect. So uh, we're very fortunate that we're in this uh, particular age and time. Uh, a few decades ago, we didn't have any of this. Uh, no. So Imagine uh, if that happened when we were younger, when we had uh, yeah. no cell phones, no Facebook, no uh, interaction of that nature, uh, a totally different animal it would have been, Gus, a totally different animal. It would have been that. And uh, so it's, it's again, it's, uh, it's a curse and a blessing. Uh, you feel for all the people who are um, affected by this and afflicted uh, by it because the numbers are increasing. Um, yeah. And it really gives us all the opportunity to reevaluate our entire life and how we spend our time and what we prioritize. Yeah. Uh, I've been taking time, uh, uh, you know, very, very uh, seriously to uh, reflect upon everything and uh, to change things that need to uh, be changed. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm sure a lot of people are doing that. And uh, one of the things I like about going online is that the communities uh, that are online are not affected directly by the uh, coronavirus. 
so, uh, for instance, if I want to go to Peplum Paradise, I can go to Peplum Paradise, and there will be people there uh, from around the globe. If I well, want first to of all, speaking of Peplum Paradise, uh, which we're going to spotlight, of course, because we always have room to uh, pretty much uh, talk about the fantastic group that we're involved with, with uh, the boys, Nick and Steve, from overseas. But uh, I want to—I know pretty much they're plugged in all the time, and I want to send my personal condolences to Nick, who recently lost a friend because of this uh, COVID-19 virus. And uh, our heart goes out to Nick. And uh, just remember, your friend's memory will always remain eternal and everlasting. And you have friends like myself and Hercules in this group that'll always be here for you if you ever need to talk or, uh, you know, take get something out of your mind regarding that. But, uh, you know, again, my condolences to Nick Whale and the loss of one of his dear friends because of being him being a victim of this uh, pandemic, which I think was terrible when I read it over the weekend. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, the post well, I know. No, I have not had a chance uh, to visit in the past. Well, uh, go to Nick's days. page. He, uh, he pretty much uh, accented this, that uh, now the coronavirus situation has become personal because one of his dear friends fell victim to this pandemic. And uh, like I said, I want to uh, let Nick know that our hearts go out to him here in the United States. And, uh, you know, his Peplum brothers are always going to be here for him at all times. Very true. And uh, Nick's uh, project with uh, Stephen is moving forward. They've been working on the Encyclopedia of Italian Peplum movies. Yes, I've uh, seen that. I mean, I'm, I'm monitoring the progress on that. That's absolutely fantastic. I mean, these guys are so knowledgeable about the genre, number one. Number two, if you have not yet joined Peplum Paradise and you are a true scholar of these sword and sandal films, by all means, get on over there and they'll accept you in two minutes because of the fact that uh, only people that really, really are true fans of this ray of films are in this group and you get a chance to look at photos to kind of interact with other folks that like peplum movies as well and the way they execute the group the way the page is uh pretty much presented is just so awesome and of course it's drama free too i mean that's another thing yeah. i mean i recently i recently um you know, had to not only remove but block certain people on uh, one of my Gilligan's Islands groups because they're not adhering to the rules. They're pretty much uh, posting inappropriate and uh, childish and stupid remarks and uh, posting material that is not apropos of the group. I mean, uh, pretty much, I just don't want to get into it, but I'm very serious about my responsibilities as an administrator towards a group um, which highlights one of my favorite shows of all time, and I'm not going to let anybody tarnish it in any way, shape, or form because you don't respect the rules, you don't respect the reason why we're all here. And this is a perfect uh, example, because uh, uh, I want people in this group to kind of forget about the fact that uh, we're dealing with this crisis and that uh, they can reminisce about one of their favorite shows. I mean, Saturday night before I went to bed, I pulled out one of my DVDs and I watched five straight episodes for about two hours. And it made wow. me forget. It made me forget. And uh, I pretty much uh, didn't have the uh, news on. I didn't have any other diversions. I just put on a couple of uh, prime episodes from season two on my DVD player and I L-M-A-O'd. You know what I mean? Like I always do. Right, right. 
Yeah, I've been uh, I've been uh, binge watching on uh, superhero shows as well as uh, my uh, regular mythology uh, movies and shows. Uh, mm-hmm. The superheroes are the mythology of uh, today, of our culture, and there are a lot of yeah. parallels between uh, uh, the, the ancient stories and these uh, modern ones. Uh, so uh, I'm all caught up on Marvel, and now I'm uh, going through a journey of the DC shows and movies. So uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm in uh, Supergirl well, right now. Speaking of hot comic book heroes, I also have my Batman and my Superman collection to fall back on as well. <laughs> I have the DVDs well. on every episode of those series. And uh, ironically, uh, in the uh, Spotlight movie, the Man of Steel is represented. So shall we get to a brief synopsis of what uh, we're going to uh, sure. uh, talk about today? I mean, I figure let's deviate from this and go back to business. We're... Last time yes, I saw that, the movie that you were going to be speaking about, uh, last time I saw it is uh, before I played Samson in a, a play at the Nyack Village uh, Theater. So I wanted to give my own unique interpretation, uh, but I, I wanted to see what other people had uh, done before. So I was marathoning uh, Samson movies, everything from biblical epics to sword and sandal uh, versions of uh, Samson. And uh, uh, that particular movie, Cecil B. DeMille's version, is one of my favorites. So, uh, oh, absolutely. I look forward well, that's the reason why I picked it. That's the reason Thank why you. I picked it, because you actually portrayed the role in the play a couple of years ago, which unfortunately I couldn't come down to see because my schedule wouldn't permit. But uh, I, no doubt I'm sure you did a fantastic job on stage uh, portraying this role because it was a peplum character. And the bottom line is that uh, you probably executed it so well, and I had no doubts about that. And was Athena your Delilah? No, Athena was the great goddess. Uh, um, we had uh, somebody else uh, playing uh, Delilah, um, mm-hmm. and uh, she was awesome. Everybody was awesome, and uh, we bump into some of the folks from the play, and we've become good friends with uh, the author. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Now, did you know that uh, the director, Cecil B. DeMille, narrated this picture and was pretty much uncredited for the uh, role? I mean, no, I talk about modesty over here. No, I wasn't aware of that. Well, let's go to the Coliseum and kind of pretty much give you a little synopsis of the 1949 film Samson and Delilah, which uh, starred Hedy Lamarr and Victor Mature in the title roles. And you had another you know, great supporting cast, including George Sanders as the Saran, Miss Angela Lansbury in one of her uh, premier movies as Semidar, uh, Henry Wilcoxon played Atour. Um, Russ Tamblin, when he was starting out, he was Saul. Uh, Boyd Davis was a priest. Mike Mazurki, a uh, character actor extraordinaire, was the Philistine leader of the soldiers. And now here comes my little uh, piece regarding Superman, George Reeves. He actually appeared in the film as a wounded messenger. How about that? <laughs> that is awesome. You have to really look out for his part in that uh, picture. But he was in Samson and Delilah a couple of years before he actually attained the uh, fame of being Superman on television two years earlier. That That is awesome. Now, listen yes. to this one over here. The okay. uh, movie at this time 
we're talking about a three million dollar budget. Can you imagine how much money that was in 1949? Three million dollars now. How much is it worth? <laughs> oh, even more. But it made money worldwide. Total box office receipts over 25 and a half million. This was over wow. 70 years ago, if you can believe it. Wow. I mean, and it was a color film, too, actually. It was presented in Technicolor, and it pretty much uh, was praised for its cinematography and the costumes, the sets, and all the special effects. And it was the highest-grossing picture of 1950 because it was released around Christmas time in 1949. And it did win two Academy Awards for costume and art direction. That is fantastic. This film definitely had uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of clout, so to speak. And uh, this was prior to when Cecil B. DeMille brought us his masterpiece, The Ten Commandments, which came out like years later in 56. But you can imagine the performers at this uh, picture on how, um, you know, the entire sword and sandals genre plays up in more ways than one. I mean, you have Samson, Delilah, you have the Philistines, you have all these people that uh, pretty much are like so, uh, you know, involved and you can tell that, you know, by the role that you played, of course, I mean, really, that uh, the character was pivotal in more ways than one. Everybody wanted a piece of Samson, if you remember. Yes, and one of the things I, I liked about Cecil B. DeMille's version um, yes. is that Victor Mature, although he was fit and he was muscular, uh, mm -hmm. he wasn't a, a muscle man. And yet he no, portrayed he the role, um, he, he portrayed the role like Nigel Green's Hercules in Jason and the Argonauts. He wasn't a muscle yes. man either. But he was able, through his attitude and through his performance, uh, to convey that Herculean mystique and uh, the Herculean strength. And Victor Mature did very much the same thing in Samson, uh, that even yes. though he didn't look like uh, a Reg Park or a Steve Reeves um, or an, an Alan Steele, uh, he still managed to uh, embody and express that through his acting. And that was something that I found uh, very fascinating uh, when I studied the film last. Well, it's funny you mentioned Steve Reeves because Cecil B. DeMille wanted him to play the title role. Really? <laughs> but fortunately, the studio wanted him to tone down his uh, build. And, of course, okay. Reeves was breaking into the business, and he ultimately really re refused to uh, comply with uh, the uh, director and the studio's uh, wishes, and that's why he was passed on to the role and ironically they also chose Burt Lancaster to play Samson but because of wow. health reasons he couldn't uh, he couldn't commit to it and uh, hence Victor Mature or Mature stepped in and executed the role perfectly perfectly wow and it actually took a year to film this movie it uh, began in 1948 and went right into 1949, and then was released the following year. And then it was doing so well around the holidays that they extended the uh, run until 1950, and it actually became one of the best pictures of that year. So, I mean, 
you got to remember when they were making these Peplum movies back then, I mean, the budgets were small, but they were also expensive. They were very, very yeah. expensive. I mean, we're talking about a ridiculous amount of money seven year, 70 years ago, actually. And it's amazing that uh, if you can see how much $25 million would be in today's uh, society, we're talking maybe a billion. Right for their for their day, these were the very expensive uh, blockbuster movies. Uh, uh, now they're dwarfed by our current budgets, but you have to adjust for uh, yeah the, the value of money uh, over the past seventy years. And uh, back then, uh, what was uh, a handful of millions is now you know, tens right. of millions or hundreds of millions. So uh, they did spend well, a lot on these uh, pictures. It was the top money-making film in 1950, and it was third next to the classic Gone with the Wind, which is at the top of the heap, followed by The Best Years of Our Lives at second place. And it even did well overseas, too. It was amazing. And to this day, if you put this movie on, the entertainment still shines amidst the... uh, actors, where you probably could see, if you remember, they had a pretty good time filming this movie. Now, uh, our adventure for today is nearing its end, and I had a couple of announcements uh, to make. Um, This uh, Monday's show is moving to our new station, uh, which is Hercules Invictus Online uh, Radio, um, Mount Olympus Presents. So, uh, the next time we have this uh, show together, it'll be on the new uh, channel, um, and uh, there'll be it'll be either on a Monday or a Tuesday, um, and uh, I will be having one person uh, per show. So the show will focus on one particular uh, person, and uh, there there will be reviews and things like that. So I will talk to you about the new format. Uh, offline over the next uh, couple of uh, days. So be expecting a telephone call. And uh, these shows that we've done will be available on uh, CERN. And also um, I will have shows on CERN as well. Um, However, the majority of the shows that we're currently doing will be moving over to the new uh, station. And there are several shows that we've had on CERN as specials, which will be regulars on CERN. So uh, by June, everything will be shuffled around. Uh, There is also in this equation our new video shows, and that's something we're working on. And uh, we're we're settling on formats right now. But there's a lot of uh, changes uh, and uh, these changes were, again, in great part inspired uh, by what I'm experiencing during this uh, pandemic and uh, the fact that some of the things I've been doing, I can't uh, be doing them anymore, at least not in the immediate future. So um, it's a good way of uh, looking at our lives and making different decisions and trying out uh, new things. So I want to thank you very much. Uh, for the journey so far, and I'm looking forward to having you on the journey ahead. Um, how can people contact you, and how can people uh, explore your work in radio and join your groups? All right, and listen, uh, before I get to that, <clears throat> excuse me, okay. I do want to let people know that a decade later, Samson and Delilah was re-released. That is because of the success of one Joseph E. Levine, who brought our cousin, 
Hercules to the silver screen. They were capitalizing on the uh, success of Hercules and brought back Samson and Delilah. So that makes a pretty good personal double bill to end this uh, Coliseum performance in high fashion, don't you think? Indeed it does. And uh, I also want to personally uh, thank those uh, that uh, tuned in via Blog Talk Radio, and uh, hopefully you will find us in our new uh, home over here, which you will brief me on as time goes on, and I look forward to uh, continuing the Coliseum with you on a regular basis, because, and as for me, you can find me very easily on the uh, airwaves uh, if you're within the uh, southern Berkshire, Massachusetts area, or northwestern Connecticut, or eastern New York. We're on 860 AM, 94.1 FM. You can find us online at wsbs.com. You can also uh, check us out via the uh, WSBS app, which I'm hoping you have on your phone as well. And that's on Google Play uh, or your local app store. And it connects to your smartphone, tablet, or mobile device. You just uh, get it on there for free, and you could listen anytime, anywhere around the world. And we're also on Google Home and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. WSBS, again, our call letters. Uh, this week I am filling in on the morning show for my uh, our main dad, Jesse, who's now uh, a proud papa of little Hannah. And uh, eventually I'll be back on my regular midday shift starting next Monday at 10 o'clock. And then we get together on Saturday mornings after 7 as well. And that's when I usually have my uh, uh, live chats on the phone, including the uh, garden show, the trading post, and, of course, uh, guests to be determined um, when they would come in either live or in, over the telephone and discuss projects. And uh, one of these days we have to feature you on our Saturday morning chat, uh, Cuz. So, that would uh, be great. We'll have, to talk, we'll have to talk about that whenever your uh, adventures allow you to. But, oh. again, uh, thank you to all who uh, were loyal and true to this uh, program on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we are looking forward to making the venture to the other uh, – venue as you discussed and uh, it was a nice way to end uh, the uh, conversation with a uh, classic peplum film in more ways than one. Oh yeah you could also like our wsbs facebook page too so uh, every friday morning we give away a nifty prize too so you never know you might wind up being uh, the recipient of that so there you go okay. Uh, you can add all those links uh, on the, the promo for today's show just so people can find them. Thank you very much. I love you. I wish you uh, well in this uh, uh, time of challenge, and I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Yes. Um, how is, uh, how's mom doing next door? Just real quickly before I go. Is the holding up okay? Everyone's doing as well as they can. Okay, that's good. Well, give my love to everybody over at Columbus Drive, and uh, – God willing, we'll see you soon once this uh, whole situation uh, finally, uh, you know, calms down. And uh, with with the gift of, with the grace of God, we'll be able to get through this. But most of all, we're all in this together, and we all are going to look out for each other and uh, stay safe, stay healthy. And like I said, we'll uh, we'll triumph on this setback in life, guaranteed. All right, I love you, cuz. 
Okay, take good care and be well. And we're going to listen to Dave the Bard's Merlin Am I. And then we'll be back with the Amber Dragon podcast with Linda Marciniak.
under this thin blanket. I can find no repose. And since the Battle of Arderis, I no longer care if the sky falls or if the sea overflows. And welcome back to Voice of Olympus. I am Hercules Invictus, and today is our Mythic Imagination program where we explore the powers of the mind. And our next guest is Linda Marciniak, um, host of the Amber Dragon podcast. Greetings, Linda. How are you? Greetings, Hercules. I am okay. How are you? Okay, missing the dragon very much. It's a, it's a wonderful place, and uh, we always, uh, meaning Athena and myself, look forward to going there and uh, um, seeing you and uh, Astrid and uh, Carol and uh, whoever else happens to, to be by on that day. So we're, we're feeling the loss. Yeah, it's... Um... It has definitely been an adjustment period because um, I cannot remember the last time that I have had so much downtime, you know, and I really miss, miss my dragon community. And, um, you know, I really look forward to reconnecting with folks. I'm, I'm looking at the possibility of maybe offering a circle through um, zoom and creating an event um, just to kind of keep people in the loop. I, I'm doing a lot of stuff, um, you know, with Facebook messaging and connecting through um, social media with people because there's, there's just such a need to stay connected and to stay connected yes. in ways that are value-added, in ways that support and raise um, each other up and 
Um, you know, so not having that that face to face contact, that energy connection at the dragon, it's it's really um, it's really a loss right now. Yeah. Oh, most most certainly uh, so, and not everyone is connected to uh, social uh, media. Um, actually, yeah. uh, two of the folks that we share in our uh, circles, um, one is not Correct. on uh, Facebook. Uh, and then the other one is not on, uh, um, like, online hardly at all, except in the case of right. emergency. So uh, it, it really makes it difficult for people. And uh, um, also um, there's now uh, consequences to having gatherings that are too large. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and it's it's in it's in the, the best interest of, of society really to be mindful of this. I mean, as you know, yes. you and I have talked about this a lot. I happen to work in a hospital. I work in healthcare mm-hmm. and, um, you know, social distancing is, you know, by far and away one of the most effective tools of avoiding contagion, not just for, um, you know, COVID-19, but really for anything, when you stop and think about it, you know, when we talk about something like an aerosolized droplet precaution, you know, we're talking about that, that mist that hangs in the air. And, um, you know, avoiding that means really staying a, a significant distance away uh, from each other. And I think as a society, it is extremely difficult for um, Americans to heed the warnings and to listen to the restrictions. You know, I mean, it it just, it kind of goes against our cultural grain, you know, and everybody's saying, hey, you know, you're not the boss of me. I'm going to do what I want. You know, I know, Mm -hmm. you know, I know what's, you know, better for me and this kind of thing. And, um, you know, it really does, it does put a, a, a challenge out there. Um, so I, I know this isn't my normal night, but I had reached out to you because I, you know, I realized over the weekend that new moon is tomorrow. And right. new, moon, new moon is always an opportunity for um, turning the page. You know, this is, this is you know, uh, the redo button. This is the, you know, clean slate button. And, I really wanted the opportunity to um, to really talk with you and to utilize this um, platform as an opportunity to talk about the positive ways that we can utilize uh, this new moon energy. Um, okay. There is there is uh, truly enough um, fear mongering going on out there that I don't really think I need to participate in that. And um, no. so what I really wanted to do was just, you know, talk about the the real challenges that people are facing right now and um, how we can really utilize this energy to, tomorrow to kind of support us, support us all in, in um, healing and in wellness. That sounds awesome and uh, very much uh, needed. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Okay. 
Well, you're you're not usually speechless, Hercules. So I guess I guess I'll just keep going. Um, so you know, when we look about you know we look at the new moon and here's an opportunity to use your social media and you know use your your electronics. I mean, you do not have to be an expert in astronomy, astrology, um, you know. To, to learn something about the new moon because all you have to do is Google it, you know, new moon, March um, 2020, and it'll give you this, you know, great, great um, abundance of information. There are lovely websites out there, you know, you can, you can connect with Astrology King is a good one. They always have great information. And so you can actually learn, um, you know, just little tidbits at a time. And so when I when I went to kind of check out, you know, okay, so what's what's the big thing? What's the new moon um, for March of 2020? What's the theme? And I, I guess I probably shouldn't have been surprised, um, you know, when everything that I was reading is so synchronistic to what's happening in the world today. Um, when you talk about the theme of this new moon as being wounding and healing, and um, the challenges that we're all facing with that right now. So, you know, how, how do we, how do we heal? How do we allow ourselves to even accept the fact that we are wounded and we have to heal? And I think those are probably the bigger themes when we talk about what's happening right now in our society um, it really is all about acknowledging and accepting the fact that there are wounds that um, we can't control there are experiences in our lives where despite our best efforts to be the good doobie in the room, sometimes we're just going to be impacted anyway. Correct. And I think that's pretty hard. You know, I think that's pretty hard for people. We like to, um, I was just having this conversation with, uh, with a friend of mine just before I came on the, uh, on the radio with you tonight about, you know, the fact that, if I don't want to acknowledge what's going on in my life, I just simply ignore it. Uh And I think right now, you know, I think right now that's part of our struggle, you know, because if we allow ourselves to just sit quietly in a moment um, and truthfully speaking, right, how many of us have had this much time to just stay home? Right. Not many of us. You know, no. and I and I think if we allow ourselves that opportunity um, to get in there and to acknowledge, you know, I'm wounded or I'm scared, I'm worried, um, I'm lonely, you know, um, what is that going to mean for us? What are you going to do with that information? Most of us keep moving so that we don't even have to acknowledge that information. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the universe has kind of really basically said it's time to sit down 
It's time to slow down. It's just time to kind of regroup. And so if we take this opportunity, baggage and all, and utilize it, we're going to have a very powerful experience, not just tomorrow for the new moon, but throughout the cycle, um, culminating in that, you know, that abundance of of the full moon um, when she arrives. So that's basically my theory. That's basically my, you know, my theme. Now, now mind you, like everybody else, I I have been uh, spending a great deal of time at home and um, sitting around. So, you know, the ideas that I have in my head – Normally, I bounce off, you know, of, of, on folks at the Dragon, and I get a little reality checking with them. And, you know, being home and thinking through all this stuff by myself, I've been basically totally unleashed. <laughs> you know, I have no reality <laughs> check at all. So I could be way off base with, with what I'm just talking about, um, you know, which is why I said, you know what, let me get with Hercules, because you and I always have a really healthy um, yes, we do. exchange. So if I'm, you know, if I'm that far off the rails, you're going to find a very nice and gentle way to bring me back. <laughs> no, I think you're, you're right. This is a time to uh, look beyond our comfort zones. Uh, like, for instance, with me, uh, I teach. And now all teaching activity has been uh, suspended. And whether um, I'm teaching, uh, um, you know, Olympian metaphysics at the Dragon or whether I'm teaching uh, a personal uh, enrichment to a bunch of adults in a library or whether I'm teaching uh, STEM type of stuff uh, disguised as superhero uh, classes to kids, it's, it's teaching. And I'm out in public and I'm talking to people in different locations. So all that has been swept away. And uh, it's also put me in a position where, okay, I'm going to use this time to rethink my entire life. You know, if this can happen once, it can happen again, even though it's never happened before. Uh, So how can I uh, do things differently? And you had mentioned Zoom. That keeps popping up. So uh, um, somebody just invited me, in fact, to uh, join Zoom with a Zoom account. So uh, the universe keeps throwing Zoom at me, so I'm going there too. So maybe we'll meet on Zoom and do things together on Zoom, and that'll be awesome. Well, and I tell you, it, you know, it's and I'm a Luddite, you know, you know this. That's why you're still engineering the show, despite the fact that you tried to show me the buttons, like, what, two years ago. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm one of these people that I, I totally – freak out around the computer. I'm convinced that I'm doing it all wrong. And so I was able to negotiate Zoom to um, oh, you know, awesome. have a session a session with my yoga instructor, um, who I love dearly. And um, her name is uh, Julie Lane Trilling. And if you are looking for an amazing yoga experience, you're going to want to look her up on Facebook because she is working out of Zoom. Um, and, and she's just so gentle. So if I can negotiate it, you know, I think the world can negotiate it. But I want to go back um, a minute ago, Hercules, because you sure. are, you are, you are an outward-facing person. Okay, you are one of those folks. You know, um, you know the famous line from Sister Act, right? Um, you are a conspicuous person designed to stick out. That right. <laughs> so, so much of your you know, your larger-than-life persona is that, that, that public-facing, that outward-facing self. And, and, 
you know, a lot like that for myself as well. I mean, with the dragon mm-hmm. and, the, you know, and teaching and, you know, facilitating circles and doing healings. I mean, there's a draw, you know, I love that aspect of myself. So what mm-hmm. happens to us? You know what I mean? What happens to us when such a big portion of how we define ourselves for the world is taken away? Right. You know, think about the think about the athletes, you know, um, who before they shut down the whole NBA season were being told, look, you guys can play the game, but there's not going to be an audience. You know, golf. You guys can play, but nobody's going to be following you around. It really, I think, impacts us on such a, a personal level, and we have to take the opportunity to to admit that and be honest with ourselves about that. You know, who are you going to be when all of this is over? Right. You know, who do, who do you want to be when all of this is over? Are you, are you going to be able to spend this time um, peeling back the layers and, you know, kind of emerging as a pure version of yourself? Um, are you going to be lost in this chaos and never come back out? Um, are you going to be somebody at the end of all this that you don't even recognize? I mean, we do have a lot of control over that piece of this. And so when we talk about energy work, we talk about the new moon, you know, uh, we talk about um, chakra alignment and auric cleansings and all this kind of stuff. This is really the level that we're talking about it, you know, for yourself, for myself, for a lot of people that are like us, there's a big opportunity here for us right. to, to, to kind of look at this and say, you know, how do I, how do I move through this and, you know, maintain that portion of myself that, that feeds me, that I love so much, that um, kind of moves me forward. How can I creatively do this, not lose my footing here, um, and still honor and, and um, respect the limitations that, you know, I know are necessary because of, because of this public health crisis? You know, that, I think that's the question that we all have. Yes, most most certainly yeah. so. And those are the questions that I've been asking uh, myself as well. It's like, um, okay, uh, this was all uh, taken away like really quickly, and it, it's years worth of buildup to get to what was you know before. Right. Um, so, okay, I have to accept that uh, reality. Um, what do I really want to do? And it's been it's been an opportunity to kind of like a bridge and revise. Um, who I am and what I feel I'm here to do uh, and to focus on it in a a totally new way. Uh, And I'm seeing now that a lot of what I was doing uh, doesn't really, it's giving me an opportunity to like laser focus um, and also to appreciate uh, the things in my life that I have and to realize that I, yeah, I really don't, desire that much else. I have everything that a person could possibly, you know, want or need. 
Um, so it's just, you know, in terms of, okay, what do I do for survival and to provide for my family? And uh, what are the things that I really feel I need to accomplish while I'm here? And uh, my wife and I, Athena and I, are both in, like, a, groups that are susceptible and we're in the epicenter of New Jersey and Bergen County and we're very close to the epicenter of the nation New York City so it, it, it right. forces you to look at mortality you know and to realize right. that this too might end you know and it's not in my control at all you know so how do I want to spend the time I have you know given that there are these factors in the equation now right and you know you in order to even get to the to the root of that, you know, you have to know some basic elements about yourself. You know, you right. have to know at, at your core, you know, how do you respond to crisis? You know, are you one of these folks that basically catastrophizes every day so that no. when something really big hits, you know, you're frozen, you, you know, if, if every day is a burden, if every day is a struggle, if the smallest um, inconsistencies throw you, um, you know, off your center, then something like COVID-19 is just going to completely blow you away. So you have to really kind of know, um, honestly, you don't have to share this with other people, but you should know this about yourself. You know, what are my triggers? What are those things that are going to potentially consume me here, um, you know, and then make a plan around minimizing those in your life. You know, I am extremely sensitive to noise. I, you know, I'm one of these people where if I'm upstairs and my bedroom door is closed and I'm trying to relax or read um, and the druid's downstairs and he has the television on, I can hear and I tune in to what is on the television. So mm-hmm. much so that I'll have to, I have to get up and ask, you know, please turn the volume down. So, you know, for me, all of this background noise, I mean, it's, I cannot um, comfortably exist with that constant chatter going on, you know, with CNN and ESPN, and, you know, Channel 5 and Channel 7 and, you know, all this, all this sound bites kind of coming at me. And so I know that about myself and I know that when I'm in an environment like that, it makes me very edgy. I, I feel um, agitated and I feel yeah. like, um, you know, like I need to get away from it. I need to get up and I need to move. So I need to kind of know that about myself so that I can figure out, you know, where, where am I in this? Do I listen a couple of times a day, um, just get, you know, a couple of updates? Um, do I need to be streaming this 24-7? Do I need to have it on my phone, on my tablet, you know, on my television? Does it have to be every conversation that I have with every human being? Am I okay mm-hmm. to not talk about it? I mean, these are the questions we need to be asking ourselves. Right. Um, because how you, how you get through this is really very dependent on what you put into place for yourself now that is going to support those healthier aspects of you. 
um, you know, maintaining your routine as best you can. I know you're really into fitness. I know you're really into healthy eating and exercising. Um, there's so many people that are um, rediscovering uh, the beauty of a walk, you know, a walk mm-hmm. outside, a walk in, you know, in the, the fresh air, that kind of thing. You know, to your best of your ability, you really need to try and, and maintain those things that keep you healthy because if you don't do that, you know, then you're compounding your own um, complications because now you've got all this worry, you've got all this fretting, there's all this uncertainty, there's all this, you know, that's unknown and I don't feel good because I'm eating a lot of junk food. Um, I'm tired because I'm up all night and I'm just streaming, you know, live data, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes. So, you know, if we can take the time to slow down, relax, get a little focus, use your journal, you know, write a plan for yourself each day. Where do you want to be when this thing is over? Where do you want to be when the moon rises to full? What do you want to see when that light shines down upon you? You know, where are you going to be standing? Are you going to be looking up and saying, thank you for the graces that I've received? Thank you for the abundance in my life? Or are you going to be sitting there bawling your fists and, you know, raging at the sky? Why are we here? Why is this happening? You have a lot of opportunity um, you know, with that new moon energy tomorrow to plot that course for yourself and to kind of set a goal of how you're going to move through this, how you're going to receive this, and where you're going to be at the end of this. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes uh, a lot of sense, and it's a productive use of your uh, time uh, because even if we weren't facing a pandemic that's forcing us to take the time out and think of these things, uh, it's always good at various points in your life to re-examine everything. Uh, when I used to work in the mental health field years ago, uh, I met so many people who turned around one day and realized that this wasn't the life they wanted, and they'd never thought about what type of life uh, they you know, would have liked to have instead. And it's right. always a traumatic thing when that catches up to you. So, um, again, not to minimize any discomfort uh, or um, a tragedy that people are going through because of this virus, but to those who aren't as much, uh, this is a great time to really ask yourself those uh, questions uh, because there are so many fewer distractions now. So you could really look into yourself and, and figure these things out. <laughs> And and what that brings up, Hercules, is exactly that. I mean, how many of these distractions have we intentionally or unintentionally brought into our lives so that we don't have the time to think about our life experience? You know, there's a real, there's a method to that madness, right? There's a very functional aspect to the pace of the way we live our lives because there is no time. You know, I can set myself up so that I am so phenomenally busy every day 
that I don't have an opportunity to think about anything. And that might suit me if I'm afraid of what I might uncover if I gave myself the opportunity to actually slow down and think about my life. And And new moon energy, and I'm talking about new moon energy across the millennium, not the new moon because we're facing COVID-19. But this is where new moon energy comes in because it's that pause. It's that opportunity before anything becomes forward-facing, right? Before the moon herself begins to show herself and radiate in light, She's taken tonight and tomorrow to figure things out. So we can really kind of model ourselves after that, you know, and we can say, listen, I don't necessarily have to share all this with the world. I don't have to make a YouTube video over it. I don't have to broadcast it on Instagram. I don't have to talk about it with anybody else in the world. But I'm going to square up with me. I'm going to be honest with me. You know what I mean? What is it that if I could change it, I would? Because now's an opportunity to at least set into motion the steps that you could take to bring some lasting change into your life. Um, And, you know, to your point earlier, this is that opportunity because of what we're facing in this public health crisis. You know, the realization of really what is important. When you think about all the things that you haven't been able to do over the last couple of weeks, how many of those things are truly essential to your very existence on this planet? None. Or you and I wouldn't be talking. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, if if we lost those things that were essential to life on this planet, It'd be done. So what did we really, quote, unquote, lose? You know, having uh, an opportunity now to really kind of redefine what my, my, quote, unquote, average day is going to look like, how I'm going to spend my time, how I'm going to spend my money, how I'm going to spend my resources. Um, So those are all kind of, that's the exciting part of this. That's the very positive silver lining on all of this. I mean, take stock in what's going on because it is a powerful transformational opportunity for you to just settle in and allow yourself the opportunity to grow in a direction that you're not familiar with, that you maybe don't even recognize in yourself anymore. Um, that's, that's the power of right now. That's the power of the new moon. And it's really amplified by what is going on right now um, environmentally because um, we've lost a lot of our convenient distractions. Very, very true. 
And uh, our journey, that's a great place to end our journey for today. Uh, I always look forward to the time when we have uh, these shows together because we are both so busy and live uh, far apart. It's very difficult to to find time. uh, uh, And the dragon's always such a busy place uh, to have a conversation. So I value these uh, conversations. Uh, Before we uh, wrap up, um, I have been sharing this with everybody. Uh, we're starting a new uh, station. We actually started it uh, last uh, week, and uh, we have a few more episodes uh, this week. And then by June, there'll be seven-day-a-week uh, programming, initially for one hour uh, on this new station. I will still have shows on CERN but they won't be the same shows that we currently have on CERN. So this is a time to dream and come up with a a new um, and improved or more focused concept for the Amber Dragon podcast as well, because I'd like us to continue this adventure together that we started. And uh, this might be a good opportunity for a fresh start for the podcast as well. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I am very excited about it. Me too. How can folks uh, get in contact with you uh, after this um, uh, lockdown uh, is over? How can they visit the dragon uh, in the interim? Where they can, can they go to learn more about the dragon? So, you know, the best really, uh, the best contact for me is through uh, Facebook and Instagram. So you can follow me on Facebook um, at the Amber Dragon. And um, you can also um, follow me on Instagram, uh, the Amber Dragon. Um, you can reach out to me um, through my email, which is oystermoon at msn.com. Um, and I am very happy to respond to you. Like I said, I, I am trying to stay connected through Facebook um, direct messaging and um, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So. I would really welcome anybody who has any questions or feedback for me um, regarding the dragon. And I look forward to um, reopening um, sooner rather than later to um, get some nice uh, healthy energy flowing again. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of awkward when you go there and, um, you know, you're, I've just been dropping things off or picking things up and, uh, you know, it's just sad without uh, a lot of people there. Yeah. I, I miss um, I miss the gatherings on the couch, and uh, I look forward to uh, to doing that again uh, soon and having you and Athena, um, obviously, as our guests again at the Dragon. We're, we're definitely looking forward to it. Give my love to the Druid, and thanks again, Linda. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the past uh, 40 minutes, and I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Well, thanks for having me this evening, and uh, love to you and Athena, and blessed be. Blessed be. Uh, We're going to list the date of the Bards, the Cauldron Born, and then we'll be back with Mythic Gaming with Timothy Epstein and Zach McAtee, and we'll be reviewing Looting Atlantis tonight. Thank you.
Welcome back to Voice of Olympus. I am Hercules Invictus, and before we go to Mythic Gaming, I want to give a quick review of Looting Atlantis by Shoot Again Games. Imagine you're one of the royal houses of Atlantis, um, rich in technology, rich in resources, rich in culture, rich in adventure, and you are forewarned of volcanic activity that will shake the island and sink it into the sea. You have only enough time to get to elsewhere and set yourself up. But why set yourself up as a fleeing refugee and not as a god? So maybe as you flee in your airship, you should loot Atlantis. That's the premise of this game, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, You have cards, you have an airship, and uh, a lot of the strategy Uh, lies in learning how to use the cards that you have access to, um, how to get them, how to block other people from getting them, and uh, so forth. Uh, In the meanwhile, you contribute to the flow of lava, and once the lava hits areas of civilized and populated Atlantis, all the goodies that it has are no longer available. Uh, This is a fun game. Um, It uh, takes about half an hour to an hour, Uh, I guess it took me a little longer to learn the game, and uh, I'm sure I didn't play it as expertly as I will after I played it a few times, but it was a lot of fun, 
and I've already figured out a way to weave it into our adventures at the Creskill Public Library. So I highly recommend it. Uh, there will be links on my timeline, and uh, you can also look at Shoot Again Games on Amazon and on Facebook to get this product. And now, without further ado, Mythic Gaming. And our guests are Timothy Espy and Zach McAtee. Greetings, gentlemen. How are you? Greetings. Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I guess my first question is going to be, uh, last time I was at uh, uh, Level 1 Games, it was crowded, and a lot of people were playing. Has that changed in the short time since I've been there because of uh, all of these lockdowns, or are people still gathering to play? Um, people were gathering to play on that day because there was a new set that uh, released for, I think it was Magic, I believe, when you were there. Um, okay. So we had a we had a special uh, event to have to uh, you know for, for when sets come out we do special events so usually generates a lot of hype. Yeah, it was incredibly awesome. Uh, the place was packed and uh, um, you know people were like really focused on the games uh, that they were playing. It was good to see you and uh, thank you for introducing me <laughs> to uh, the new game that I like to play. I must tell you. Um, that uh, people have tried to teach me Magic the Gathering before. First, it was uh, Ron Dyer. Um, he and I met in uh, Star Trek fandom many, many, many moons ago. And uh, he, uh, I, he knew I liked the board game Talisman. Uh, so he told me that uh, this new game, Magic the Gathering, was like Talisman, and it, but it was addictive, like crack. So I didn't know if I wanted to get addicted to a card game. Uh, but he tried to show me, and I just couldn't grasp it. Then my eldest son... Uh, Constantine, uh, when magic became a thing, uh, he tried to teach me. And I spent a lot of my time back then uh, hunting down magic cards, which weren't easy to find. This is like pre-internet uh, days. Uh, and uh, most recently, uh, uh, I'm very uh, intrigued with Theros. So I'm looking forward to learning uh, from you. Yeah, I'd love to sit down and, and, uh, and teach you how to play. Like, I, like I've said in the past, um, magic at its core is a slightly easy game to grasp. The core concepts are easy. Um, okay. And then you can dive further and further and further into it. And it gets more and more and more uh, intense and complicated, but at, at its surface, it's it's simple. So it shouldn't take too long to, to teach you the, uh, the core basics of it. Let, let us see. I'm hoping you can break through my innate resistance to it. I don't know why I resist learning that. I learn all sorts of things all the time. But magic's one of those things that I just haven't been able to, to get. Uh, no matter how many times people have uh, shown me. And I, I could understand what they're telling me, but then I guess grasping the intricacies has been uh, uh, hard. You said that more magic uh, has come out. What other sets have come out recently? Um, so it was a thing they did called the, the Mystery Boosters, where okay. um, it's cards from that span almost every set that they've ever released. Um, it's a card pool of 1,500 or 1,600 cards, when normally it's usually only about 200. Um, okay. So you can get some expensive cards, you can get some really useful cards, and it makes it for a fun uh, environment when you're playing with other people because you don't know what you're going to get. Um, so it makes trying to – they throw strategy out the window and just boils magic down to its simple form of getting cards and playing and doing your best at it. So the – cards uh, that come out they're compatible with every set that's come out uh, before 
Yep, they're, they're the exact same cards printed again. Wow, I have uh, big plastic bins of uh, magic cards from like years ago, uh, from uh, I think even the, near the dawn of a hobby. Um, and uh, uh, so I, I have to start looking through those. Uh, um, do these new cards that uh, come out reflect? Uh, like I, I know some cards were discontinued. I remember like some cards were no longer in use. They ruled them out. Um, and people collect them, but they can't play them. Uh, so I'm guessing that these cards that they're releasing are are not cards that you can't play. They're they're kind of like the revised versions of those cards. Yep, yep. They're just reprints of, of cards that were from the past, so they're still compatible with certain formats. There's a bunch of different ways to play Magic, um, so th- these cards fit in a bunch of different formats that you can play. Wow, that's incredible. Um, Zach, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Okay, I'm looking forward to hearing more about uh, your Pokemon uh, game. That sounded intriguing, what you had uh, uh, been putting together. Yeah, we uh, we were going to start, I believe it was this uh, past weekend, but given the, uh, the quarantine and the lockdown, we had to postpone it. So at the moment, we haven't gotten to start it up just yet. Okay. So what can we share of the scenario without giving too much away? So one of the things that I've, I've done, uh, I've run this system before, is, is I connected all of the different campaigns I've run to be in the same universe. Sort of how awesome. you were talking about crossing over between the different board games and into the RPGs and everything. I like to tie the stuff together. So the first campaign happened, and then... In universe, about 20 to 30 years passed, and a different campaign happened in a different country. And they would see echoes of things that the first players did in the first campaign. Uh, at one point, one of my players from the original campaign ran his own in the same universe in another different country, and we did a big crossover episode between the two of us. Oh, awesome. Now, the, the problem was that second campaign never finished because the people all kind of like fell off and moved apart and everything. So I decided to run with that. And I figured, you know what, if they weren't there to stop the bad things from happening, then the bad things happened. So the evil group took control of the country. They utilized a massive super weapon and started attacking other countries to take them over. And that ended up shattering continental plates. So the country that I have created, which is based off of Norway, uh, drifted loose from the countries it was attached to and shifted into the Arctic Circle. And uh, now it's been, I think it was 2,000 years since the first campaign because all technology was wiped out when the superweapon went off and society's been slowly building its way back up. So they're at a point where they're kind of medieval Viking-era technology, but there are some countries on the other side of the world that weren't affected by the EMP and has started trading and introducing technology to them. So the main crux of this is this clash of ideals between old and new, and additionally, there are old and new fates, which is the core Mm. of the campaign. At the moment, most of the country worships the Norse pantheon, but there's a new cult of sorts that's rising up, and instead of worshiping the gods, they're worshiping certain powerful Pokemon as gods. And to the people who worship the gods, this is an affront. This is an abomination. So things are boiling to a head, and 
we'll see how the players impact what happens as it shakes up. That sounds fantastic. That would make a great uh, series of uh, books, um, not just uh, game books. I'm sure you'd have to change it from Pokemon to something uh, else, but uh, the yeah. story sounds extremely fascinating. Thank you. So do you have people signed up for this uh, game already? Uh, um, people uh, like waiting for it? Were able to get more of the people from the past who would understand the references? or Only one of the older players is still around because most of the rest of us have, have moved to different parts of the country. Um, so I put little references, but I tried not to rely too heavily on it since there's only one player to get them. I wanted to make something new that the new players could really get a hold of. So at the moment... We have five players, which is – I'm hoping to cap it there because the way the system works, like five players is really like having 25 players because they each have basically a small army of Pokemon. Uh, so it's already big, but we have Tim, uh, my girlfriend Jamie, my friend Jeremy, who is from the first two campaigns, and our friend Scott and Brad. That is awesome. Um, in my last game at the library before the uh, um, the uh, pandemic uh, closed things down, uh, two kids that used to play years ago uh, were in the area, and they dropped by, and they played in the game, and there yeah. were references in the game. Uh, I didn't know they were coming, but I based it on things that had happened like years before. Uh, so they were able to catch some of the like subtle references and figure out, you know, uh, what happened, you know, that, that there were a, a separate timeline. And then uh, they were able to uh, convince the other players that, you know, the reality wasn't as it should be, or one of the realities wasn't as it should be. Uh, and if they weren't there, it would have taken much, much longer for the players to figure that out uh, uh, based on clues that was there. So it's pretty exciting, and it was a great coincidence or synchronicity uh, that these older kids dropped by and decided to play. Uh, so I, too, like uh, over years taking things and making them new, but, again, having little references uh, in there. Um, when we were in Pennsylvania, uh, when I was running games in libraries, then when we had a store, I used to run games in the store. And occasionally some kid that was a kid at the library games came in as an adult to the store, and they were able to pick up these, like, subtle references, you know. So, um even with our time wars, which was kind of like our crisis of infinite earths, uh, still yeah. there's enough there from games from like 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> so if anybody happens to drop by, they'll be able to, you know, find their way eventually. So that's a lot of that's fun. Awesome. Doing doing. It's really cool to see that you've touched so many lives. Yes, definitely. And, uh, uh, the kids uh, would go home and they would uh, uh, play with their families. Uh, one kid uh, was so into the game that uh, he used to stay with his grandmother after school. He taught his grandmother how to play. <laughs> so he and his grandmother used to role play. Uh, and uh, uh, a few times when I've run this at uh, like uh, after school programs, uh, um, kids and their families uh, would play together. So that was, that was very interesting. Uh, and uh, it's, it's also interesting taking the same scenarios and running them for kids and running them for older kids and then running them for adults, you know, uh, you know keeping the storylines uh, separately because of the age of the participants. But it's really fascinating, you know, to, to get that dynamic and to get all these different perspectives based on where they are. 
Uh, the younger kids usually want to kill things and take their stuff away from them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's that checks out. <laughs> or, or to make everything their pet. That's like the second motivation of like the youngest kids. So uh, that's, that's interesting too. So I have a, a module for the Pokemon system that I've run, I want to say six or seven times now with different groups. And so it's, it's a oh. short one-off four-player adventure. But similar to what you were just saying, it's cool seeing how every group approaches it differently. So mm-hmm. sometimes the, the uh, one player who's a spy, they, they keep it silent the entire time and keep everybody believing they're okay. And then at the last minute, they fool everybody. Sometimes they throw off the disguise right away and ditch the rest of the party to try and work against them from the shadows for the rest of the module. You know, like everyone always tries something different. And, and that is fun. I have one scenario. Uh, I have a few, but I have one in particular that I've run this like dozens of times over the years. And uh, it's always located in a different place. And some of the details are different, but essentially um, people have been going to the Oracle and haven't been coming back. So what happened to these people? What happened to the Oracle? That's kind of like the, uh, the Greek mythological uh, setup. Uh, and then I, I run the same adventure because, again, it's different states, different years, you know. Uh, so the adventure is always uh, fresh. Um, and it is, as you say, it's, it's a lot of fun to see how different people approach it and uh, uh, what the result is. And uh, uh, they always have a lot of fun with it. So, Tim, um, what other than this new magic set, what else is coming out very new? Um, there is, believe it or not, another new magic set coming out in <laughs> April. But um, given the circumstances, you know, we're not sure exactly what's, what's happening. Um, so a bunch of stuff right now is stay tuned until we know more information. Um. Yeah, so there's a new Magic set that's supposed to come out. There's a new Pokemon set that's supposed to come out. But uh, Pokemon canceled all their stuff until May, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, there's a bunch of stuff coming, but depending on what's going on, depends on what happens with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, this whole uh, situation is uh, um, very unfortunate uh, for a lot of people on a lot of different uh, levels. Uh, what are you doing with uh, the time that you have? Like uh, um, the guests that I had earlier are using this time for like self-reflection, you know, trying to figure out uh, how they can streamline their, their lives um, and maybe do something different. Uh, are you guys doing anything uh, with this time you know, to make changes? Right now uh, stuff is a little chaotic because me and my girlfriend are in the process of purchasing a home. So oh, our right. house, or our our um our apartment's all torn apart, you know, boxes and stuff everywhere. So everything's a little chaotic right now, and but uh, but I guess it gives me time to pack stuff. <laughs> That's a big step. Congratulations. Thank you. Yep, it's still uh, still in the process. There's another step that got finished today, so hopefully it continues moving on. That, that is a, a very exciting uh, period in one's life, and I'm glad that you're going through it. Um, how about you, Zach? I've uh, been catching up on my, my gaming backlog and started uh, working out in earnest. We're uh, 
we're going to Disney in October. And so like, I want to try and lose some weight by then. And what do you know? It's a perfect opportunity to work from home and get on the, the riding bike or to go out walking after work. So nothing too extraordinary. <laughs> what you're, so you're riding the bike basically and walking? Uh, riding the bike, walking, um, uh, crunches, push-ups, planking. Um, we did – there's a nice park nearby that has, like, exercise stations uh, around, like, a mile-and-a-half walk. So we've been going and doing that. It's been fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. I like working out, uh, too. Uh, um, I've been uh, working out with something called the X3 Bar. Um, it's uh, – Kind of like um, weightlifting, but with bands. And okay. initially, I was kind of, you know, okay, I'll try this. You know, it sounds like an intriguing idea. I've never done anything like this. And I gained more, like, muscle than I have on anything else. And I've been doing it for, like, 12 weeks. So uh, I finished the 12 weeks last Friday. I'm taking a break now and just, uh, you know, shocking my body in new ways. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be integrating that into my routines and keeping it because it, it was just so effective and so different. Uh, and it's only like uh, uh, 10, 15 minutes of workout. I'm used okay. to working out like half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. You know, here, like 10, 15 minutes and you're done. So um, it, it's uh, been like eye-opening, but it gives me a lot of extra time because I used to spend all the time exercising. And now uh, I'm trying to find new things to do with the time. I'll definitely look that up. That sounds like it could be good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Are you doing any dieting? Any special a little program? Mostly just uh, I'm, I'm only drinking water. I've cut out soda, cut out stuff like that. I'm not really eating desserts. I'm eating smaller portions. I'm not counting calories. I'm focusing more on just keeping it measured but then working out way more because a big problem with my office work lately is you get very sedentary. You know, You don't really move around too much. So I'm trying to get back into moving around more because back when I used to have to, to walk to work or when I worked doing some kind of physical labor, you know, it wasn't really an issue because it was also a free workout. Yes. <laughs> I had a job once where I was uh, teaching uh, exercise uh, classes in a hospital. So that was great. I was being paid to work out like several times, uh, you know, a uh, week and sometimes several times a day. So you, I figured you couldn't beat that since I liked working out. Yeah. So with, with everything now, um, you know, with, with this uh, quarantine, are people spending time uh, gaming like online or how do you think people are spending their, their time if they can't come, uh, face-to-face -face, um, in uh, level one games and, and play games? Or are they complaining yeah, that they missed I, 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 <laughs> I have a good story about that. Um, okay. So me and um, me and it was uh, last night, and we've been doing it today, and uh, a bunch of, a group of my friends play Magic together. Um, so we can't get together to do that. So we all sat on our computers with our webcams and pointed the webcams at our cards and were playing through the computer like we were sitting next to each other. Oh, awesome. How did that work out? It worked out great. It was, it was, it was almost like you were there, you know. A little bit of more communication you have to do, but it, it wasn't anything too crazy. What did you use? Did you use the Zoom or did you use another one of the online things? 
Uh, we, we use Discord because we have a like a chat room on Discord that we all use. Um, okay. So through there, you can you can all pull your webcams together in a single call, so you can all see each other's webcam all together. And is Discord a gaming uh, thing, or is it uh, you know people can use it for anything? Um, it started off as uh, a mainly used for gaming, but now it's it's just a widely used um, like chat server to get everybody together. A bunch of different communities are on it. Well, that is awesome. I'm looking into different online things. Uh, uh, we have a YouTube channel and we're playing with things there. I'm looking at the Facebook for communication. A lot of people have been recommending Zoom. Uh, I'm looking at uh, various, uh, um, you know, like setting up meetings and recording them. I'm looking at various ways of uh, moving into a more video presentation. And uh, since we're together now, I wanted to share um, that uh, basically um, this show is going to be on our new station um, starting next month. And I sent out a, a, a PM or a email um, where, you know, basically we're going to be revising and tweaking all the shows. So this is an opportunity for you guys to dream, you know, how would you like this uh, show that we do together to be, you know, what type of things would you like to introduce, you know, what elements, uh, what subjects. So uh, I'm going to give you guys that assignment. So let's dream of something even better than what we have. There won't be music initially, but, but, but I'm getting people sending me cassettes of music. Uh, so I've been listening to them. Uh, so initially, it's going to be no frills uh, programming, but we're also going to have some extra time. Uh, we're going to have a full hour rather than just 40 minutes. Okay, great. Yeah, I already have uh, some ideas of some new topics and stuff that we could all discuss that we'll all share common interests. Okay, awesome. Zach, uh, what do you think? I'll definitely start working on some some ideas. I'll start workshopping some stuff. One of the things I, I wanted, I'll share this idea now, is I, I wanted a segment where all the different uh, role plays that are going on, we could like share tales from the role plays. And this yeah, way people yeah, before can, can taste what that's like, you know, because they'll hear the excitement in our voice as we describe the, you know, various exploits of, uh, you know, various uh, groups uh, will respect their privacy and not name people. Uh, but, uh, you know, just sharing the types of adventures that are out there happening all the time, if you just tap into them. I really like that idea. Okay, awesome. Incredibly awesome. Um, are there any hobbies? Like I was thinking while well, Zach was talking about uh, his uh, um, fitness uh, focus, uh, we have several shows where people come on and share what they're doing to be fit. So uh, I'm going to invite you on there if you'd like. Um, so that's a show that uh, you could do. And uh, um, Tim, you know, are there any any other subjects beyond gaming that you would like to discuss now that I'm shuffling everything up and kind of revamping it? I, I think a lot of us would cross over really well with a bunch of movies that we're all into. Um, so some nice spirited discussions on some movies would be fun. Yeah. We have a, a science fiction uh, movie uh, uh, and TV show uh, day on the new uh, system. And also the old, uh, like, uh, sword and sandal, like, ancient adventure type of films. Those are the two categories we have so far. 
Yeah, perfect. Okay, fantastic. I'll have to invite you guys on. Do you want to uh, do this together or separately? What would you like to do? Yeah, I'd, I'd be down to do it, uh, do it together. Yeah, that'd be fine. So fantastic. We will definitely have that. I have uh, one of the shows. It won't be a monthly, but it's a rotating show. So I'll put you on that rotation like we started uh, with this show until it became a monthly. Uh, and then as soon as the schedule opens up, we can make it into a, a monthly. Uh, right now we have, uh, um, we have uh, Brian Walker. He has Brian's Drive-In Theater. And he's going to be doing a retro sci-fi cinema to go like you know, way back to those really early black and white science fiction films. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have two authors. We have uh, uh, Nicholas Dyack and uh, his significant other, Michelle Brittany. Uh, and they publish a lot of uh, uh, books on uh, um, like critiques of science fiction, fantasy, uh, and other genres, Sword and Planet, uh, so they have a show, too, where they talk about all the different books that are coming out and, you know, th- their own uh, projects. So I think uh, having like a movie uh, type of uh, talk would be really, really good in more recent types of movies. Yeah, exactly. I, I love, you know, the 80s and 90s horror action movies. So fantastic. We will do it. And by June, everything will be in place. Uh, so uh, that that is incredibly awesome and uh, fantastic. Um, now, gaming has changed even since I've known you. Yeah, I remember the first time I came to level one games, what level one games all about. And then I look at level one games and it's evolved into a whole new uh, uh, experience than what it was uh, initially, uh, which was primarily a store to buy uh uh, new and used uh, video games, uh, and now it uh, encompasses uh, card games, role-playing games, board games, uh, and it's not just at level one. I've uh, seen this happening in other uh, stores, um, and uh, so this is the new face of uh, gaming. What do you see? Like, do you see LARPing? I, I might have asked you this question before. Do you see LARPing entering that picture anytime soon? I think there's, you know, a, a big crossover, and that's a, probably the next reasonable step, you would think, where, you know, D&D used to be, you know, I don't want to say looked down upon, but, you know, it was the nerds in the basement, if you will, that imagery that everybody always talks about. And now, you know, it, it's so popular and so in the mainstream that, you know, the next step would be something something like that, you would think. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. And I just looked at the time. We're toward the end of our adventure together. Um, how can folks get in contact with you and also with Level 1 uh, Games? So right now, everything's just kind of on a standstill. Um, we're still keeping a presence on Facebook and Instagram and posting stuff just because uh, it's a way to keep in touch with, you know, all of our friends and you know, we call everybody our family that comes. We have a big community that comes to our yes. store, and we're all, you know, very close. And so it's just a way for us to, to keep in contact with everybody. But the best way is just Facebook and Instagram, Level 1 Games, um, and just to keep an eye out for updates as to when we'll be able to be back at the store and, and back to doing what we do. 
And I hope that happens very quickly. And Zach, how can people get in contact with you and uh, uh, with uh, Shoot Again Games and all your other projects? You can always find me on Facebook. Shoot Again Games also has a Facebook page as well as an actual website, which I believe is just shootagaingames.com. So you can always reach out to them there. I'm hoping to get a a blog or podcast type thing up soon just because when we do the Pokemon campaign, we want to either put recordings of the sessions up or put like blog summaries of what happened. So once we get that up and running, I'll let you know what the, uh, the link to that is too. Yes, please. Most definitely. So we'll promote it on my uh, timeline. There's around 5,000 people there. Uh, so it'll reach uh, folks uh, who are interested. Uh, as we close, are there any last words you'd like to uh, offer to our audience uh, about uh, the thrill and wonder of gaming? Zach, you can go first. Okay. Uh, well, right now, everybody's got a lot of downtime. And you know what that means? It's the perfect time to try something new. I just started working out again after years. You could pick up a board game you've never seen before. You can look online and watch tutorials. Like Tim said, there are some you can play online. It's a great time to try a new hobby. Thank you very much. And Tim? I think now is the best time to, you know, see what the community has. Um, people look at video games as very, you know, solitary, but it's not. Like, if I showed you the picture that I took last night, it's, Six of us all, you know, playing video games and playing cards together no matter what. Um, You know, just trying to stay close and try to keep everybody's spirits up. That's a good idea. And uh, it's uh, it's you could share a world with the video games now and uh, the Internet. Uh, where you could all be experiencing the same thing from different perspectives. And uh, uh, that was always, I remember, a dream years ago. And I remember the early stores where you could sit there with computers uh, and play these games, and now everybody can do them from home. So that, that is an awesome idea. I want to thank both of you uh, for another episode of Mythic Gaming, uh, and I look forward to seeing you soon. And, Zach, I look forward to meeting you. And uh, I certainly look forward forward to all our conversations. Thank you once again, um, guys. Thank Thank you you so much. And to our audience, thank you for joining us. Uh, This is Hercules Invictus. And from all of us to all of you, joyous journeys and amazing adventures. for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.